bring it on. You're tuned into Aletheia Radio. Fire. Repent! Welcome. Lathy Radio. Sean here. Caesar here. Ray here. Ray. Ray is back. Ray is back. All right, so those of you that don't know, Ray had a had a brush with dental death. All right? And he came back stronger. <laughs> yes. Faster. More mobile. <laughs> Twice as attractive. Still trying to figure out a dentist. Who <laughs> welcome, still guys? Still trying to figure out if uh, Ray at the fire going to hit dentists. <laughs> uh, welcome, guys. Welcome, Lazy Radio. We're going to talk about mental health today, amongst yes. other things. Yeah, amongst one other thing. One other thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, who, who's kicking that off? Who's kicking that topic? That that quick. Because we, we like to do a little current events before the show. I think, you know, people who watch us now are starting to get that. We like to do a little clip of mental health, um, things that are happening in the world. And, okay, yeah, there's somebody who's, you know, was going through some stuff mentally, I'd say, this week. What was his name again? Will. Oh, yes, that's right, yes. <laughs> Here it is, the groove, slightly, that guy. Yeah. All right? Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> Everybody's talking about Mr. Will Smith smacking Chris Rock at the Oscars. Now, terrible, terrible thing. And it's yeah. now listen, you, you know, usually you don't die from getting smacked. I don't think um listen, there are a lot worse things that can happen, but I think uh, I think the worst part of it is 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 not only that it happened, but what it says. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and since then he's come out and apologized finally to Chris Rock, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So and, and Jada came out finally, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. and it's it's like you think you see that coming, you don't see that coming. No, I trained uh, martial arts for a whole bunch of years, and let me tell you, man, no matter how much people say they could see it coming, sometimes you don't. And that well, was fast. I don't think I don't think Chris was expecting a slap. No. Oh no. Yeah. No, Will walked not. up. You know, he was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. all right." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. You know, honestly, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, this is like some sort of skit. Yeah. You know? That's what I thought, too. Yeah. I was just like, wait a minute. I think everybody else did, too. Everybody's like, I think I saw an interview with John Leguizamo, and he was the same thing. He was like, you know, yeah. at first, I thought it was a skit. Yeah, I woke up the next morning. That's how I found out about it. I woke up the next morning and stuff, and I, I prayed first before I grabbed my phone. Then I grabbed my phone, <laughs> and it was just like, Will Smith smacks Chris Rock at the Oscars. And I was like, okay, there's probably a lot to unpack there. You know? Yeah. Okay, so outside of the, the stuff that everybody else spoke about, we are a Christian podcast, so we are going to give you the real about it. So right. what's what's your main take out of it? My main take out of it? Yeah. Um, he's dealing with some mental health issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, a life in the eye of the public can't be easy. No. You know, especially when your marriage and your children and everything. Listen, I'm not I'm not making excuses for anybody, but honestly, everybody's got one. The one thing that really just bothered me was that his speech when he got up and he said he was kind of like called by God to love people. And, you know, that that kind of threw me off. You know, there, pe- you, know? you know, Christians are going to twist that. Yeah, one now, that was kind of like, you when know, Jesus whipped a bunch of people in the temple. Yeah. I don't think that was. Did he say turn the other cheek? Oh, <laughs> hey, get, take the other one. 
Okay. <laughs> Wrong one, but okay. You know what I'm saying? So like, so like, <laughs> Lord, you done lost your mind. Lord help us. <laughs> All right. So no, but like, but but that's what it boils down to. So now the Christian, you know, the 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 Christians are. It's funny because the Christians are saying like, oh, I get it. I stand behind you, will. And the people that aren't Christians are just like, oh, I thought you're supposed to give them the other cheek, you know, type of attitude. And right. yeah. Yeah, I get that. So well, what does that mean? Well, listen, I, I think... I, go I, ahead. I want to hit you with something here and not the Don't, don't, yeah, just don't I'm not going to reach me. across you and offend me yet. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm going to play that out. You know, I, I had to think about this. When I was a young soldier, Yeah. I mouthed off... I was in the Army. And Ray I was mouthed, in the Army. And I mouthed off to... In my first unit, I mouthed off to one of the younger sergeants. And out in left field... An old Vietnam veteran, my platoon sergeant, he smacked me so hard across the face. That's a different like what you could you could but, get punched by somebody, but, but he didn't punch, smack. He smacked me, right? And I and I I didn't fight back. I didn't. I just went right to what we call parade rest, which was like the, the sign of respect. Yeah. Like you got me. And and thinking back to that, I deserved that slap. And I don't yeah. think he did the wrong thing because I think he corrected me for the rest of my career without pummeling me. Yeah. And there's a time and a place well, where I guess, I guess where yeah. we do need a slap. Yeah. And that I, wasn't yeah. the place. That the definitely night. wasn't the <laughs> no. place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, no. so number one, um, Chris Rock is my hero because any man that takes a slap like that and keeps his composure that well, listen, man. Kudos to you, man. Yeah, you know, he didn't. He didn't break. Like usually, people yeah. like you know, you know, he's he kind of has that persona of like you could do him really well. Like, how has what's his persona? Like you can do it. Yeah. Like, do it real quick. Could, do, it. do it. What do you mean? Do do Chris. Like, do Chris. You could do it. Come no, on. I don't know if I could actually successfully do Chris. Come on, you could. You could do it. You know, you could okay, do like it. Like Chris's persona. Yeah. Well, like sometimes you just. Uh, you know, like I don't know, <laughs> right? Yeah, something. Like that. But you think that would like as a as an actor, a comedian, things like that. After a smack, you'd like come out of that persona. Yeah, like, you'd break he character. Would, he yeah. was, he was. You could tell he's a, he's the real deal because he was just yeah, like he, he didn't, kept his he cool. didn't move. You know? It's like the Oscars is now going to commercial, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, like, but but he's dealing yeah. with all that stuff. Yeah. So will so here's the thing. Obviously, Will's going through some stuff. I mean, like I said, his life is is very public, you know, and 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 the really crazy thing that that bothers me is is not so much what happened but how people respond to it so now what we're looking at is we're we're watching people praise him for the slap now fact is um you know not not just it wasn't just praise him for the slap but praise him that he's defending defending his his family family. listen you were not defending your wife's honor when you slap another man because of a comment what he should have listened what i would have done if somebody made a joke about my wife number one i would understand that they're comedians and you're sitting in the front row and you're sitting in the front row and you're gonna get it you know what i mean but um but but number one if you feel your wife is offended all right, don't laugh along with it. Sit a little closer to her. Yeah, grab her hand her. Right. and and talk to her and say, you know what, honey? It doesn't matter if the any, the rest of the world is against us. I love you. That's what I would do for my wife. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. You're still beautiful no matter what happens, no matter what you go through. And let me tell you something. Jada was wearing Jada was wearing her her cut proudly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would, if I was Will, I would, I would have sat next to her and I would have supported her, and I would have loved on my wife, and I wouldn't have given the satisfaction to anybody else around. I would have maybe addressed him after and said, "Listen, you know, you offended my wife. You think could you talk to her, please?" Yeah, you know, or even a quick heckle. Yeah, yeah. But see that what what Will was going through is obviously even a quick heckle. Exactly. Even obviously is that he's he was going through something, and going through something, he reacted out of 
pride and shame. Right, right. You know what I mean? And and we all do that as men, every single one of us. Can we so. use the parallel here? Yeah. Do it. Do let's it. Let's do it. Let's let's take a look at Jesus before the Pharisees. Okay. That wasn't a slap. That was a slap, spit, kick, punch, thorns in the head, and didn't say a word. So yeah, I get yeah. you. Chris Rock, he did the right thing. He just That's why he, we're not he, Jesus. He, did, he didn't yeah. elevate it and he did the right thing. He was mature enough to just take the slap and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But our man Jesus, I mean, a, a, a slap would have been light for what he got. Yeah. Like, and, and then, all I got to do is take a slap for you guys. I got this. He but took that's people on the example yeah. to Christians. And now we're talking about two guys that we can't, with any definite, well, say that these two are believers in Jesus. Well, that's how you know it's a prideful yeah. response. That's definitely a prideful yeah. response. It's yeah. a prideful response because Will went up there and said, you know, love will make you do crazy things. No, that's not love, my friend. Yeah, love Let's is get patient. That clear. Love is patient. Love is kind. kind yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. Everything holds no records of wrong. Yeah, that, that, that's no what I was uh, kind of. The speech that he gave was total the opposite of the way he reacted. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and I get it because you know what he was probably like. You know what. He, he pro- at that point, that's probably why he was sobbing. It wasn't because he won the award and everything. It's like that because he was he felt shame at that and point. Listen, he was sh- shameful. Yeah, and I don't con- listen. I'm not condemning Will. Um, I don't I don't agree with his action in that moment. But he is a man. He is going to make mistakes, mm-hmm. and it just so happens that his his life is in front of a camera. I mean, he picked a really bad venue to do it in. <laughs> right. But you could have caught him outside the bodega in Philly, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, or the after hey, party. it happens. You know what Catch I mean? Imagine, if everybody out there, imagine if your life had a camera. Guess what? It does. That camera's called God, and he sees yeah, everything, everything you do. Yeah. So just because another man gets caught doing something on camera shameful, don't think that yours isn't caught on camera, because it very well <laughs> is. You know? Right. So that's what I got to say about that. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's it. I mean, it's been going on and on. I mean, yeah. I think that, you know, one thing that was good was just because the Oscars have bad ratings, you know. That's, yeah. But that's the thing. People, it's like, whatever you do good is outweighed by the things that you do bad. And that's just, that's the world's yeah. take on things. I thank goodness that I don't look to the, uh, to the examples at Hollywood right. on right. how to run my life. Right. Let me tell right. you. Right. Well, I want to I pass this by you two and see what you guys think. Because my wife and I actually watched it happen. Okay. And we looked at each other. Our heads went back like, whoa, did that just happen? And I told and you. you ain't break it up? No. I, well, no, she slapped me. I didn't slap her. So, and I needed it, though. I needed it. She was reminding me. But I, I thought about it. If he had walked up there now, and he had just, instead of slapping, said, took the mic out of his hand and said, listen. My wife, she's sick, and we don't do this to people. We don't hurt people, and this is why this racism. This is and why this is love. So many people are, and this is love. And it's yeah. not picking on him, but saying we don't. But do yeah, this. there's a million other ways. And he said, on that note, I'm leaving. And he walked down, grabbed his wife, and walked out. That would have been more virtuous. That, truly I bet virtuous, you, yeah. even though half of those people are a mess there, and well, more than half in Hollywood are a mess. Yeah. But that being yeah. said, I'll bet you half of that room would have got up and walked out with him. Mm-hmm. I think Chris yeah. Rock might even walked out and said, you yeah. know what? You're right. That was a bad joke. Let's go. Yeah, and, 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 and the Hollywood would be like, well, what, where's the rest of the show? And they'd be like, well, that's the you know the crazy, world. Yeah. And that's the craziest part because he got in one little fight and we all got scared. <laughs> and they moved him with his... I'm sorry. Everybody's yeah. done it. Everybody's done it. Meanwhile, Ukraine's going on right now and yeah. we're talking about a slap. And we're talking about Will Smith. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Children thirsting to death, starving to death. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's... Uh, 
uh, husbands and wives separated, old ladies getting bombed, walking well, okay, out of the so country. Let's, yeah, you exactly. know, well, well uh, my pastor had actually a sermon this weekend, and he, he came up with two suitcases. You know, he does a lot of, mm. he does, he came up with two suitcases. He said, what if you had today and you just had to pack your life in two suitcases? Mm-hmm. He said, and if you had kids, it'd be probably one suitcase because you have to hold the, the hand of your child or whatever. You know, and he said, if you got multiple kids, you don't even have your husband, then you don't have any suitcases. Yeah. So what would you pack? So, so, so what would you pack? Yeah. Right. You know, and that's kind of where we're getting into also with our mental health. What would and you things pack? Like that. Seriously, Sean, what would you pack? Probably I'd take. My Bible, that's what I would take. Okay, I take that's my, my Bible. I take my Bible and I fill and some, the yeah, go some ahead. food. Yeah, I fill the rest of it up food. with hamburger meat, baby. <laughs> that's it. With food. Well, that's what that's he said. It. And the other thing is if you did fill it up with food, when you're going it think about this, and now you're going through the, the, the streets and you're crossing people that don't that didn't pack the food, they packed the clothes. Are you going to be that person that shares? Are you going to be that person? Are you going to be holding I'll it? I'll like, wear the meat. I'm, no, of I'm, course I'm, I'm, I would you know, share. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like think no, about this. but that's things. the thing. Like, if everybody, if everybody packed a different item, it would be great. But the fact is, we don't work like that. We're not the Borg from Star Trek. We don't automatically think as a unit. We're not ants. We're actually human beings. Right. So our natural response is to... Is to uh, self preservation. Self preservation. So right. what do we do? We hoard. We hoard because yeah. we don't listen to the Bible when it tells us yeah, to, yeah, yeah. you know, hey, listen, don't plan for tomorrow. I got you. Right. Okay. And that no. kind of that kind of buy all the toilet paper. Exactly. <laughs> well, that also goes into what we're going to talk about tonight. It's a little bit of of uh, what what our perspective is, right? Exactly, and what, that's what yeah yeah what our perspective is, and and you know, and the Bible teaches us that we shouldn't be you know. Uh, like what's that parable where Jesus uh, told where the guy puts all his treasures into the barn? Yes, he's filling it up. He's filling it up, yeah. and he said, "You fool! I'm, your life is coming tonight. I'm taking you tonight. You, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's where you where's your treasures? What, mm-hmm. Where where are you going to store your stuff? You know? Yeah, because you didn't see like, and that's and that's a crazy thing because you see that all over social media today. Everybody's uh, uh, always about, concerned about the amounts. I have a I have a long list of things that I wrote on that, but you know, like I don't think you know first century Christians or, or, you know, pre-first century Jews were walking around with stacks of money to their ear. Like, <laughs> right. what's up, what's going no. on, you know? In, in the Bible, in Luke, when you go to Luke and he, and he, and, uh, Jesus kind of talks about anxiety, which we're going to get into tonight. You know, the first thing it starts off of is why don't, don't worry about food or clothes. Okay. The yeah. basic things like don't worry about these things, you know? And that's the whole point because see now what, uh, I did a little homework on this, of course, and plus I, I used a lot of my own personal um, personal history to, to go. And, and, you know, and, and it came down to this, like, uh, like the, where I started was undercover motivation. Mm-hmm. So we all have an approach to how we go about life every day. And there's an undercover motivation, which is standard in humans. Right. Okay, so we all have things. Uh, number one, um, you know, you'll find that all of us have this thing that we impose our will in one way or another. We have a, we find a way to pose our will. It's a representation of power to most of us to say, okay, well, if I impose my will on this person, they'll do what is they'll do what I say, and I'll get what I want out of the relationship. That's a very caveman point of view, but it's it's the raw it's the raw brain material that makes us up. That's 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 one of the things. So there's things behind that. Uh, there's you know so so the drive is 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 by imposing the will that 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 lust for power. Um, what you want you know, is, is in what you need is second, is, is second up on my list, which, uh, for most of the world, it's, um, 
it's a it's it's uh honestly physical things like money right. sex right. and and uh and you know things that sustain you whether it be food whether it be addictions whatever that is and then after that you know um it's control you know, so like I found that these things and everything that I read were right. all present in every what single you control. Uh, yeah, exactly. Same yeah. with health. I mean, we get into that with 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 physical health. Mm-hmm. We try to control it. You try to eat the right things. You try to take the right things. I mean, it's a it's like a billion dollar industry of things that you can do to keep to try to extend your life. And Jesus says you can't do anything to extend your life. There's exactly. nothing you you have a time and date. There's nothing you could do to extend no your life. No one knows. So why worry about those things? Exactly. I challenge anybody, but you know, all three of us here, we can think about this, but anybody that even watches. That means you guys. Y'all. <laughs> Every single sin, the root is pride. Yeah. The reason we desire all these things, if you really go back and think of the heart motive, because that's what we're really talking about when it comes to health and, and mental health, it goes back to where your heart issues are and how you respond to what's your atmosphere and what's going on around you. So it's, I deserve food. I deserve this stuff to go with me. I don't deserve to be treated this way. Mm-hmm. And we're not guaranteed any of that. Yeah, so we're just a- guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the whole point. And, and, and honestly, uh, Sean and I had a conversation about that this week, and I'm going to dig a little deeper on pride. Underneath pride lies something that Sean's going to be talking about soon, identity. Yeah. And that, that's because your identity, like who you think you are, is never what you really are to the eyes of other people. So He's given a little much on the next show. The next yeah. show is going to be identity. Okay, yes. Where yes, your identity absolutely. lives. Yeah. Yeah, and then we let's can go, go into all the other stuff. Okay, so let's... <laughs> Let's let's delve. so let's talk about worry, Is right? So let's get yeah, in, let's get into worry. Right you know, I looked up the uh, etymology of that word. Can I, can I just hit it one statement before you jump in? Yes, this? yeah, I'm do it, yeah. do it. Just so that way everybody speak understands. Speak to the mic. We, speak. we took some good training and counseling, training, yeah, biblical yeah. counseling training. So I just yeah. this will clear up the the thought process what we're sharing today. Awesome. There's a difference between physical ailments and mental ailments. Definitely, yeah, and the and spiritual ailments. Yeah. You can be physically a mess, but spiritually strong. Yes. You, could be, you could be physically strong and a spiritual mess, and that's where all the mental stuff starts to collide in between. Definitely. And I believe that the you have the mental health, you have the physical health, is directly connected as well, right? They're connected. Yeah. And the spiritual health is intertwined with the, with the two. Well, yeah. yeah, spiritual health is the core of it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is, and it and it and it is because uh, because your body only goes into response what your mind is is producing. You know, I'm a firm right. believer in that. But you got something about worry. You want to start there? Yeah. So, so right. I looked up the etymology of the word, and it's uh, Could you Tell people what etymology is. Uh, well, it, yeah. The history of the word. Oh, history right. of the word. Because yeah. I'm like thinking, I'm like, edamameology. Like, I love <laughs> yeah. edamame. You know? <laughs> yeah. No. No. Isn't that a drink? <laughs> Isn't that a drink? No. Yeah, so that's the history of the word, like where the the original, uh, you know, foundation of the word. But but that, it's like a, a German word, like an old German okay. word. It's it means to be choked or to strangle. What's the word again? Worry. Where, what's the original? Wargen. Wargen. Yeah, that's definitely Germanic. W y r g a n. That means to choke, to sh- to strangle. Okay. 
So when you hear the word worry, it's usually because you, you're being strangled by the world. And the Bible talks about that a lot. Wow, that puts it's, a nice twist Yeah, you put, you're being strangled. You're being choked. That's why even when you have an anxiety and you have... Uh, you know, and I've had it before where you had a, a panic attack. Mm-hmm. You feel suffocated. You feel choked because of the stress of the world. I had a bunch of those. You yeah. know? So. Yeah, but that's interesting because what it's saying is that you're being choked. So when you feed on the word of God, you're feeding on what you're supposed to be feeding on. Right. On. You know, like you when you're, when you're, you know, like we were talking about babies and adults and everybody makes the, the analogy of the, the milk versus the meat and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean. You can't be swallowing bones. You're not a hyena. You're going to choke on that. It's not good for you. It's not what makes your system work. Right. So, yeah, so that makes sense. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, the passage that I went right to was, uh, you know, Luke 19 through 25, uh, when Jesus basically is saying, don't be anxious. Yeah. You know, um, but right before it, this is, or, or even in Matthew with the Beatitudes. Yeah. So you go through the whole Beatitudes and then he also talks about, you know, um, the same thing. Don't, don't be anxious. Don't be worried. You know, but here I'm just going to start back in 19 where he talks about, um, do not lay up yourselves treasures on earth because usually worry, yeah, worry, you know, and and being anxious. Usually we're worried about like, like for me, it'd be my kid's future, uh, money I could save. Um, if I'm not here any longer, and that's not what wrong hap- to right. think about. No, no. Yeah. And if I'm not here anymore, how are they going to be supported? And mm-hmm. you know, so, but ultimately, it's all about at, you, Sean. Right. It? Exactly. And ultimately <laughs> as a Christian for me, it, you know, what I've learned is that's, that's a mistrust in God's sovereignty. Absolutely. We do it in, we do, I do, I, I've done it in all areas. I still struggle with it in some areas, you know, like in my relationship, you know, I tend to think if things would just go the way I lay them out, that things would work better, knowing from my history that that's not, <laughs> that's not going right. to work, Right. you know? Yeah, and I've done that. I mean, so listen, I wrote down some stuff because I don't want to, I don't want to get rabbit hole in the air because, because I'm a talker and I don't want to, I, yeah. I, I won't do it. I won't. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, no, so I wrote uh, some notes and stuff, you know, mental health, um, you know, one sign of, uh, of you know, where your mental health is, uh, is failing. You could see it in your relationships, you know? So I wrote, uh, so what you can do is it, uh, you, if you're assess the approaches in your relationships, what worked and what didn't, you know, that's, that's, that's one way to improve your mental health. You can look at your relationships and say, okay, I did this. It didn't work. I did this and this worked. So that gives you an idea to say, okay, um, I'm on the right track with this. I'm not on the right track with this, but how do you get there? So what you have to do after that is, uh, is what is external fault and what is yours? Because you can only control your responses, right? Then after that is accepting what your, what is your responsibility, <laughs> then confronting it, then having revelation, and then there's transformation. And this we can get to a base of what lies underneath if we choose to let others... Wait, wait, hold on one second. In this, we can get to a base of what lies, of what lies we choose to let others see about ourselves and make a decision to change. So what lies do we choose to let others see about ourselves to make ourselves appear to be more virtuous? That's what I'm saying there, excuse me. Because transformation is the evidence of growth. We learn that forgiveness is not a peace is not a peacemaking tool. In some cases it may be the opposite. You may actually get more confrontation from forgiving other people because they're not going to understand that. Yeah. So what it says 
those that can't understand forgiveness may take you as being condescending or arrogant because the idea of letting go is so foreign to their carnality. This plays into mental illness's core idea or truth that is predominantly spiritual. So, so now, people can't grasp when you're being forgiven sometimes. Like, like say, listen, no, like I forgive you and you continue to be mad. This, yes, I am going to be mad. And, ab- and actually, and even in the opposite, people that have unforgiveness yeah. also deal with the burden of holding on to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, and that, I, I had this conversation with, with kids when they were younger um, and, uh, and my stepkids, the same thing. It's, it's just like, it's like, listen, forgiveness is not for them. You know, I've had somebody tell me like, well, if I forgive them, then they win. No, no. If you forgive them, you win. Yeah. It's really that simple. You know, um, hey, listen, blessed are the peacemakers, right? Right. For they shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. (laughs) But, but seriously, like, um, like that's, that's a great, listen, blessed are the peacemakers. Like it's easy. It's easy to, to stew controversy it's easy to talk about people it's easy to uh to start arguments to fight to disagree because all you have to do is let your pride take the take the wheel but when you actually separate yourself from pride and say listen i have to come to the understanding that i'm wrong and that's why i wrote some of what i'm i was writing there is because when you could actually analyze your heart, which is what the Bible is trying to help you do. Yeah, it does. Well, it's, whether you well, see it's it or supposed not. To. Yeah, whether you it's see supposed it. to, whether you see it or not. <laughs> right. You know, that's what the Bible is trying to do inside yeah. of you. And people think we read the Bible when the Bible has actually read us a long time ago. Yeah. You know, so when you can, when you could actually assess the condition of your heart and look and say, you know what? I am selfish. Like I yeah. looked at myself that way, but I am, we, listen, we were, we were born selfish. It's not like something you picked up like, oh, wow, I really, I'm really proud of myself. I learned how to be extra selfish this month. Right, no, no. Yeah, exactly. So when you, why do you think grandparents are so awesome? Well, I think they make you, you more selfish. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> when they spoil but, but no, you. No, <laughs> we're so, you know, grandparents like giving. Yeah. You know, like it's because like, man, look at this, another generation, like this younger us and and we get to pour into them and love them and it kind of has a lot to do with the mistakes we made as our first round around parents but you know what though like it's always an, there's always another opportunity to do better mm-hmm. you know and as you get older you look at yourself and you say wow i used to be selfish i'm not that anymore or you should or you know and you, you always have a second chance yeah so you know so in that like people being selfish how do you relate that to us getting worried or anxious Okay, well, that's the problem. So I, I made a post this week that said something about that. And the problem is not what we worry about. So if you say, oh, man, my insurance lapsed. I'm so worried. The problem is not that your insurance lapsed. The problem is that you're worried about it, period. End of story. Right. The, point, the fact that you worry is the problem, not what you're worrying about. Because worrying is it's, it's, it's as useful as, like, Nothing. There's there's nothing. It's there's no usefulness in it. Go ahead. Right. Well, there's definitely a difference between worry and panic, and that's what you're you, you taught worry, panic, and yeah. concern. Yeah. Yeah. Panic is the extreme where you've you've lost all sense of reason. Yeah. Worries lead in that direction. Uh-huh. Where concern is understanding the scenario in front of you, but in a calm 
wisdom fashion, right? Yeah, you're trying to figure out how to tackle what's in front of you. Yes, but that's also what separates it from worry, right? Correct. You know, right? So, and that's what I'm saying. So, it's to Ray's point, concern is a tool. Mm-hmm. Worry is a different kind of tool. Well, you know in, what I mean. In the verse that I was going through in the um, in the Bible in Luke, where he talks about that, you know, we could. Do not lay up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth or rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For there you, your treasure will be also. So, and then in verse 22, he says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So we can worry about two different realms there, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we can worry about the physical realm and the spiritual realm. You know, he says, so... Here he explains in the first part, he explains how our focus should not be on the material things, but spiritual things in heaven, right? And then in 22, he says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Now, one who can serve, no one can serve two masters for either they will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So just, just like food, right? Like we take for the, with the body, we were talking about the body before, just like food and, and spiritual things, like there is a mental nourishment that you get. So, so when you're dealing with mental health, you can, what he's talking about with the eye, the eye is the lamp to the body. So there's a, it's not just your eye. It's a metaphor where you can hear it and see it, but you taking in spiritual nourishment. Now, are you taking in junk? You know, is yeah. that is that 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 darkness? What he's saying, like, are you taking in that stuff? Are you flipping through your stuff and going through things and and allowing that get it to get inside of you? That's going to be what comes out of you. Yeah, like Jesus says, what whatever. It's not the stuff that you take in through your mouth is what comes out of your heart. And the stuff that comes out of your heart is what, what you're feeding yourself spiritually. So if you don't suffer from a choke, you'll definitely suffer from spiritual constipation. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. So, so, you know, and this, and this is important because it leads up. Yeah. This is important because it leads up through to 25 where it says, therefore, right. Since these things, since these things, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put put on, is life not more than food and body more than clothing? So right there, you know, back then, if you really think about it, you saying back then, Israelites not walking around with, you know. Yeah, they didn't have like you know, iPads no, and no, stuff. No, they, they didn't their have main concern was food. Yes, <laughs> food and clothing. Food and, and clothing. And if they didn't have clothing, you know, they had to make it themselves. They had to get it themselves, you know. So, so that was their main concern. And he's yeah. telling you... Jesus is saying, don't, don't worry about these things. You know, that this is the, this is a physical, most thing. of us would have panicked. Definitely. What am I supposed to walk around butt naked and hungry? Right. You know, like, of yeah. course, like that would have been, yeah. that would have been the, the approach. And he's, and then he explains to by looking, looking in the, looking at the birds, you know, seeing how they go around and being fed by God. So yeah. birds are, are totally dependent on God's provision. Yeah. Totally. He watches over every sparrow. He's, they're totally de- yeah. dependent on that, you know? Yeah. Where we're made in the image of God, how much more are we yeah. than the birds, basically? Absolutely. That they can be provided for, and then we sit there on these everyday things of life, not just for food and that, but money, Yeah, you know? And then what we try to do is we try to get as much of it as possible, because we don't think that it's we're going to be provided for. 
Yeah, and yeah. So again, that's that's a, that's another uh, you know way that we 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 see that there's a, a mistrust in God's provision. Absolutely. That's that's number one. And Paul talks about in Philippians when he talks about what you know being content in everything, whether you're poor or rich. Yeah. Whether well, you're that's in prison or not. Like he, he was talking about being content, and he said he had a, the secret. And he was in prison at yeah. the time. And he said, "I got the secret to to be content." You know what the secret is? Trusting in God. Absolutely. Trusting in God. Yeah. That's why disobedience is such a problem. It's it's clear evidence that we're not. You know? Ray, yeah. you had something, Ray? Yeah. Well, there's always going to be somebody out there that's going to look at that, and they're going to take the other verse, which they're going to say, oh, there's, there's a contradiction, which it's not a contradiction. Which one? Proverbs. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Yeah. And, and what you just talked about, somebody out there. Yeah, but he's not still, taking that with him. That's no, the no, point, no. yeah. But the, but the point is there's somebody out there that may see this. Oh, absolutely. And I, I wanted to hit yeah. this because they'll hear it and be like, wait a second. He just said, don't worry about anything, but I, then I'm supposed to leave for my children's children. Right. This has to do with the heart motives. And yeah. Both of them do. The heart motive of taking care of your children's children is not for you. Yeah. It's because you love someone else. Absolutely. That's the same with this well, here, the heart motive. You're not supposed to love your treasure here. No, and... and Right, but the Proverbs also says that a man plans his ways, but God directs his path. Absolutely. So, so, so it, I'm not saying don't be wise in your decisions of of the way you handle your family affairs and things like that. Look at the birds. I mean, the birds don't stop moving. They're not lazy. No. You don't see yeah. a fat, lazy bird sitting on the side no. waiting for God to drop a worm over there. No, no, you're working. I'm just saying God gives you the opportunities and the provisions to to oh, have amen. those things yeah so it's if you saw people, people people will just the reason i brought that up yeah. is yeah, just, yeah. just talking between us there are people out there that are still either searching they're investigating the word or there's people out there that just like to downright try to take a slap at god yeah yeah a the god slaps. they don't believe in so they'll take verses they like this back and forth and say oh no, my, no those my, are in conflict when they're actually in unity with one another right. Because yeah. it has to do with the heart motives. Yeah, my point was like when Jesus said that isn't life more than food and clothing, that it's it's not that these material things are, are not important. It's that our focus should be just like we talked about in relationships. The order of is our perspective should be exactly. we should be looking upon God. And and when he says your life isn't your life more than that, what he's actually saying, since you're in the image of God, which we'll touch base on that next week yeah. in identity. Since you are in the image of God, your life has a purpose. Absolutely. You, you, you were created with a purposeful life. See, but that's, that's what I'm saying. And the reason why this doesn't register with, with, with uh, most people that, uh, that really, if, whether you're not reading it or you're just not well-versed about it or you're just not trying to grab onto it for whatever reason. And on the topic of mental illness, um, one of the things that, that shows advancement with people that are suffering uh, in different stages, because, I mean, the words anxiety, you could just hashtag it and come across thousands and thousands of posts. Like, what is it, like one, uh, 1.4 million posts or something like that? And yeah. it's a hashtag, I'm yeah. blown away. But what it is is, you're not having revelation. And I'm not talking about the last book in the Bible. I'm mm -hmm. talking about the word revelation to right. reveal something. The reason why things are not being revealed with a lot of people that are, that are suffering in these areas of mental illness is because you're not, I can't say you're not, but for some reason, the realization of, of that, this, that there needs to be an assessment of like a, um, 
uh, like a situational awareness of a group. Like how is the actions that I'm taking affecting the people around me? Not only Mm -hmm. the people around me, as believers, we say first, what does God think about this? How is it affecting the people around me? How is it reflecting me as a godly person? That kind of keeps us very grounded in areas where other people don't have that because we have a standard of what is good. Mm -hmm. You know, the world borrows from that, but ultimately we have the standard. This is this is what is good. Why is it good? Okay, so um, so so now we 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 have we we have been adopted into a royal family, mm-hmm. Jesus's family, yeah. right? So now that is the the principle is grace. Mm. So there's grace and there's forgiveness, all right, which is something that people have a very difficult difficult time with because they see grace and forgiveness as a weakness but that all depends on your definition of strength so when you're dealing with when you're dealing with stress and and you're anxious about a situation if you have conflict with somebody else or or if you let things get buried too far gone you know um listen you can't control every aspect of that but you do have to have an awareness of how everything that you do affects other people you know and the only way to get to the bottom of that is like what i was talking about before is how are you shaping the lies in your heart on the inside to affect the people on the outside and how they view you if you're not addressing that you're not getting to the core of that and you are gonna have unresolved issues until you do i don't think that's too far-fetched to say well no Mentalness. I just. Yeah. I want to. I want to jump into the other portion. Yeah. Because we're for it. we're sticking really much more on the healthy physical human with the spiritual mental illness, and I want to. I want to just iterate. We we all know this. We're no, in a fall, we're in a fallen world. Right. Which means there's nothing wrong with an individual just because they have a. It doesn't. No. In the old days, no, I don't you know, think, you had yeah. the people, oh, no, you must have been a sinner. We all you, have a mental or illness. They go to I don't a, think... Or they go I to think every church. one of us have some sort of has mental illness. Has some sort illness. of mental illness. Yeah. But they go to a church and, oh, this, you must be in sin. There you go. You well, need to repent, and that's why you're physically messed. Well, that's to not ra- the truth. To Ray's yeah. point, that's why church is important. Church is group therapy. It really is. And I'm not saying that you sit down with a doctor, but, but the point is you go and you commune with, you know, well, no, You're in a community of people that are suffering in different areas and you support each other. And through that, you find out that you're not, al- <clears throat> you're not alone. There's you know? also biblical counseling. And Absolutely. what I'm going to say is, you know, they're, they're, in our community for years, medicines were looked at as, as a horrible, nasty thing. And now we're what, proving... What, you don't have faith in God? You're going to take well, that Tylenol? Well, we're proving <laughs> beyond schizophrenia that bipolar disorder is a real disorder. They it's can a actually, chemical imbalance. They can actually see yeah. with brain scans now. Yeah. They're also starting to show severe autism as a legitimate problem. Yeah. Now, the, granted, we take things and we stretch and we're like, oh, they're autistic and they're off the world and we need to give them all the medicine, which is not always true. And that's why there's a balance between the physical health and the spiritual health and... People need to understand there is a time to see a doctor. But that doctor does not supersede God. That is supposed to complement. And the two work together. Because what we talked about at the beginning was you could have one of these physical ailments. You ever notice somebody that's really messed up, but they're the most loving, caring, kind person that you've ever met. Most people, yeah, most and, people and who are really messed up are the most kind. Of I've seen yeah. some people with really severe, like schizophrenia or mm-hmm. you know bipolar disorder, and some of them are nice. Joe, and then, and then some <laughs> of the people 
that are supposedly healthy, yeah. you would think that those are the people, people that need the medicine. Well, see, this to my point, when I was when I was discussing like what I was talking about the lies, I'm talking about surface mental illness. Gotcha. Like, yeah. like you talk about anxiety, people that get depressed randomly. When you're talking about chemically, um, chemically altered illnesses like that's something yes absolutely seek a doctor i'm not against that one yeah bit. no actually i think that's important you know and it starts at an early age because i think there's uh since 2020 into 2021 there was an increase in about 40 percent in children hospitals wow. yes. with children with mental health issues yes. um and also that's what happens when you isolate. People. Yeah, and there's a study done that, it, like in America, like 46 million people, one out of five Americans have mental illness. But you know, uh, we were talking about this before. I, I believe everybody has an issue, uh, like a mental health problem. Like my my brother, um, at a young age, had depression and anxiety and and mental illness, um, and he turned to drugs. You know, he turned. To, to fix these things. And because it was back in the eighties, he didn't really, nobody knew what it is. It was just depression, you know, and he wound up dying at 17, you know, from that. Wow. So yeah. that, that it's heavy. And a lot of kids are dealing with that. Now there's such an increase that we should be having these discussions. And like you said, there's, there's one thing going to the doctor and saying, okay, let's see, you know, you can, you can, gloss over these problems with drugs and things like that to, 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 to maybe keep it at bay. But a lot of times, like you said, we have to seek out the root of it and what, what it is. And I, I think that's only possible through a uh, true biblical counseling, Yeah, you know, and a professional that, mm. that can actually talk and, and help these people, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I think that's important because listen, you got to kind of narrow down what things can be fixed and what things can't be fixed. There are a lot of people out there that are seeking medications for things that they don't need medications for. And then there's people that aren't seeking medication that really, really need, need medication. Yeah, yeah. And the problem is the line is so blurred because there's this massive increase in what a lot of people call mental illness. What we, a lot of it, a lot of like the younger generation, what they're dealing with now is, is just a, Honestly, it's a, it's a matter of not dealing with anything. That's what that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. even with like this coat with the COVID and everybody, yeah. you know, uh, becoming basically introverts, you know, well, everybody gotta... turning to themselves. That I think that's a big problem. It, that's where this uh, depression and anxiety comes in for these kids. Absolutely. And in school, you know, they're dealing with a lot of things in the school programs. You know, we also yeah. have a generational issue. Yeah. And you know, you, you go back to the World War II vets. You know, that time frame. And their stigma was, no, you don't take medication, you don't talk about it. Then Vietnam came yeah. around, and it's like, no, you rip your clothes off and you run all over the world. And yeah. you tell everybody and you take all the drugs you want. Listen, Our generation has kind of had to start to figure out, okay, what do we do? And this younger generation actually seems to be kicking the stigma. And that's what's got to really happen in the churches. they got to understand that we are, in fact, in a fallen world. It does not mean that just because somebody comes in with bipolar disorder, that God is punishing that person. Yeah. No, no, the whole world's a mess. And until, until God comes back and cleanses the whole thing all over again, mm -hmm. we are in physical bodies that are decaying. Well, And it's okay to be in a church 
and find somebody to talk about these things, it doesn't make you a non-believer. It doesn't make you a sick human being spiritually just because you have these. And that's no, and I think that's what, uh, what what Caesar said before. That's why it's important to be part of a church and a church family because it, that's exactly what it is. It's a church family, and you have people that you can be accountable to and, and, and have these yes. discussions with. And I know a lot of people, even in my church, and I know friends of mine, that they, they, they are concerned about giving their issues to the church. Absolutely, you because know? their definition of strength has been skewed. Yes, right. But even in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point of it. Like, so number one, like I speak to a lot of young men. I don't, I don't really speak to, uh, too many young women, but I mean, it's better that I speak to the young men cause I just a lot more I could relate to, but I speak to a lot, a lot of young men. And, um, and let me tell you that perspective of strength is really messed up mm. because I mean, what is, what is your definition of strength? Is it aggression? Is it violence? Is it, uh, is it, is Lifting it your ability weights. to yeah to lift or or is it is it what true strength is 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 it is it being able to stand on a standard of what is right it's being and the not leader budge. it's like we talked about that's, in, the, yeah. in, re, in the relationship episode and you guys can yeah. go check that out spotify or apple podcasts Podcast. google Podcast, um, and so. relationships we talked about that the the in men especially is is that leadership role mm. strength is how you lead uh, you know, your family is, is really, I think that skew that comes out in the world now is because the family is being attacked. Well, yeah. You and know? then, and men are reacting in prideful responses, which is contrary to, to progress. And, and that's an issue. Like if you look at, um, if you look at the numbers of young men that are getting involved in crime, that are getting involved in gangs, that it, it, it's so skyrocketing and so alarming. Why? Because they're also suffering from mental illnesses. And, and their mental illness from somebody who looks at them and says, oh, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just making bad decisions. No, there's a mental illness behind that. And at the core of it is spiritual. They don't know who yeah. they are. They don't know why they're doing the things that they're doing. They're just looking for somebody that they can look up to. And you know who you know who's grabbing them? The guys on the street. Yeah, I mean, there's two types of uh, that type of uh, anxiety and, and, and worry, yeah. I, I think, is is ignorance, right? Huge. And, and yeah. unbelief. Absolutely. So there's those that don't know who they are. They don't know who this God is. So they're ignorant uh, to those things. And, and it, hence, they they worry about, hey, how much money am I going to make? How What am I going to do? I, you know, they don't have that a purpose in their lives. Yeah. And then there's unbelief where us Christians that, that know the God that created us, that know we're made in the image of God, but then at the same time still worry about certain things that we shouldn't be worried about because we don't trust that he's going to provide. Exactly. And that worry, that worry is, is what now mind you, everybody knows what stress does to your body. It's right. not, it's not some, it's not some magic trick. It's a real problem. No, I had a problem with my destroying. blood pressure. Like that, yeah. I mean, you know, and I didn't even know what it was. And it had nothing to no. do with the cheeseburgers. No, nothing. not the cheese fries. No, <laughs> no, it, it, no, I didn't know what it was at first. I just went to the doctor's. I'm not feeling well. Yeah. Right. And you know, yeah, but I, you're all over I, the place. You I, I have, a, I have a lot of work. I, I deal with a lot of people. So, so, you know, my level of stress is very high every day. Very high. Yeah. You know, and me as who I am, I'm like, I got this, 
yeah. I got this. I until got this. You don't. I got this until I don't because <laughs> I really don't got it. But I I went to the doctor for some other uh, something else going on. And they did my blood pressure it was like through the roof, Oof. and that has to deal with stress. And me, I didn't even see that I'm being stressed. I don't I don't see it as like I, I'm I'm not that type of guy. I don't get stressed, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. get stressed. And and then and then it that mental stress turned into a physical ailment. Yes. Well, that's and that. That's kind of like what we're, we were talking about before with like your perspective on things. So now if you, if you allow your fear and your worry to, to govern how you make decisions in life, it's going to change the angle of your perspective. And you're not going to be viewing things through, through a lens of joy and trust. You're going to be viewing things through a lens of fear. And all, the only thing you're going to see is, is chaos. And lo- like There's no what's going on with COVID, I mean, you saw so much fear... You know, yeah. and, and you know what? It was a serious uh, disease. You know, it, it hit a, a lot of people hard. You know, we actually had friends that More passed away people. from it. Um, but at the same time, I like uh, one of, a good friend of mine, Izzy, you know, I mean, he died from it. Mm-hmm. But he was the type of man that he, he was not, you know, he wasn't going to allow, you know, it, it to affect his life. Even to the end, you know, he, yeah. you know, he, he he was still a loving godly man that was a leader for his family yeah you know and and he looked at it as like we have a we all have a time no matter what that's a scary and, and after i yeah. lived my purpose in my life and when god you know it's time for me to go home he calls me home yeah you know Absolutely. And, and and you that's, look you look at his life. It's like that song. That song is "Well done, good and faithful servant." That's what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear that. You See, know? but that's and that's and that's a really important thing because, like, I mean, it, it's sad that the church promotes that scripture but doesn't show it in our act. We don't show it in our actions as a church as a whole. Right. Most of us don't. So, um. So, so I wrote something before, and just to keep a note on this, I wrote: mm-hmm. our worries aren't governed by what may by what may not be available in the future, as much as it is what we'll lose in the process. The attic mentality of holding on to things and having a backup prohibits us from experiencing the massive blessings of God. Mm-hmm. Our interference with the divine plan disrupts the process on Earth, which is meant to funnel us into a proper position or alignment for purpose. Instead, it puts us in a place where we view everything through the wrong lens of desire instead of joy and the kingdom's promise. So when I was when I was in school, I went to a, a place called Word of Life Bible Institute. Yeah, and I was here. I am. I, I might as well have been walking. I would have just called it Word Life. Well, I, I, I went right back to the. Well, I was kind of old compared to the rest of them. I might as well <laughs> had the walker with the tennis balls on him. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing I was able to pass on to the young ones, and th- th- this. This is something really good. And this is all three of us have looked at it and been told this mm-hmm. in different ways, different fashions. I told them, you know, you know the the strainers where you put your pasta in or your vegetables, and you let all the water come out. Do I? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially pasta. Come on. Especially yeah. pasta. Every, I think everyone in the world could do that. Yeah. So I said, what that is, that's a Bible on top of your head. And anything that enters comes through that. Okay. So whether it's your pastor speaking, whether it's a doctor speaking, whether it's the world speaking, yeah. you go through that lens of scripture to let it come in. Yeah, you should. You should. And and you know what's funny? Like, I mean, honestly, people only seek out God. People only seek out scripture. People only seek out inspiration, period, when we're desperate. And the only way we get desperate is if 
we're, we feel we're on the lower end of things. And that's kind of why I have a problem with a lot of the uh, inclusivity issues that we have in the world today. Like, you want to know why these kids are suffering from all these different uh, stress and anxiety disorders and stuff like that? It's because they've been told their whole life that no matter what you do, you get a participation trophy. Period. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, I'm sorry, that is ridiculous. That's, and reason being is because it's, it does just because the day is not about your kid or that moment isn't about your kid doesn't mean your kid is not loved and valued. But for some reason, kids take it that way because parents were like, oh, you get a partici- participation trophy. And the kid's like, you know what? This thing is shiny. Look at this. It kind of looks like his. It doesn't say first place on it, but it's shiny. Listen, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But you should learn a little something every time. So what's happening is that I noticed that a lot of parents, like, we have this thing, like, everything has to be inclusive. Like, you have to be represented in this area. No, we don't. Each one of us do. has different gifts. Absolutely. And, and that might not be our area. And if it is our area and we're not that good at it or we don't you get need to, to get higher, better. Yeah, exactly. There might not be a grand scheme. It might be you. You need to work harder. Well, that's the thing. We don't like to look at ourselves and say, wow, this might be my actual personal, personal responsibility because then we have nobody else to blame but ourselves. And then we have to actually face it. And that and gets I back down, I think, painful. yeah, that gets back down to where, what our perspective is of what we're worrying about. Yeah. You know, like I, uh, the thing I posted about Martha and Mary, yeah. when Martha's running around and Jesus is like, you know, you're anxious about all these things. And he's like, well, aren't you going to tell her, uh, Mary, um, you know, she should be helping me do these things. And he's like, yeah. no, she's exactly where she wants. He says, she has her good portion. And what he's talking about, she has me. Yeah. So there'll be a time to do those things. There is a time to do those things. Not, yeah. he wasn't condemning her for doing her like work. Yeah. It was, there's a time to do that, but then there's a time to realize why you're doing it. Well, that's the most Who important Who are you doing thing. it for? Exactly, because it's a giant virtue signal. Most of the things we do are a giant, even in church, even in church, yo, you want to see somebody? I can worship. Watch this. You know, I'm going to get on my face get right some now. break dancing. That's it, man. I'm going to spin on my holy little <laughs> head here because I want you. Well, you know what it is? I know sometimes it can come from, you know, uh, a place of inspiration, but when you're really, really immersed in the moment that you're supposed to be sharing with God, you're not concerned about what other people are doing. And listen, I'm not judging other people's worship either. It's just an example. Yeah. But, um, but, but, the, but the point is really simple. It's are you doing the things that you're doing in life because it's genuine to your standard of truth or are you doing it because you want people to think that you're doing it because that's your standard of truth? You know, it's a huge, huge difference. So when we do things and, uh, and, and we make... Uh, what we seem to be is these massive strides in life. Are we doing them for the benefit of others? Are we doing them for selfless reasons? Or are mm. we doing them because we're shallow? Well, it's, uh, it, it's interesting what you're saying right now. Right, let's go back and use Sean's issue with the, the high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Why are you which, just talking which, about Sean's high blood pressure, man? I don't know. Always. It I happens. It it's up and down. Yeah. Well, look, well, just think about this. It's a simple one that yeah. anybody can understand. Yeah. So now Sean has two paths. Sean can either, with high blood pressure... Say, you know what, I got high blood pressure, I'll give in to my anger. And he can go and yell and curse everybody out all day and blame it on his high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Or, nobody will be working for him. But yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, right. Sean could do what his doctor says and, and work on it, whether it's through medication, exercise, diet, but also spiritually through prayer and through taking having others 
around him, come up alongside of him as a partnership, as a friendship, as a brotherhood or a sisterhood, and say, listen, I got an issue, and I need help from you guys, and I need you guys to help me take the walk through this. Because that's it's a journey. It's a journey. So that path right there, although it sounds much harder, yeah, that's the path that you're choosing not to give in to your illness, where the other side is given into your illness and using it as the excuse. So it doesn't t- exclude it's the a fact narrow that gate you, parable. Yeah, well, this, yeah. this is just who I am. But it doesn't yeah. exclu- exclude exactly. the fact that you have an illness. It's still there. Yeah. But the fact is, what you were talking about, what you're talking about, to you know, kind of bring that together is, right. it's what you choose to use your illness in. Are you yeah, going to use yeah. it? to join in with others, to help others that may have the same situation as you, to come closer to others, well, or are sure. you going to use it for your own gain, hurting other people? Well, that's what I was talking about before, about, yes. about what lies do you tell to 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 make people like what's on the outside a lot better. Yeah. To Sean's point, uh, and a little, test, test, uh, little testimony to Sean, I've worked with, people that had said wow he's gotten a lot better over the past five years <laughs> yeah it's true it's yeah. true god's yeah. chipping away but you said it's it true. you said it like oh this is just me yeah that, i you mean, don't know what that, you that, that's how i used to walk around like this is just who i am you know mm-hmm. but but you know i know how to handle people differently now only yeah. because of yeah. the grace of god you oh, know? Yeah. And, and what you're saying in the two paths is like what I was saying in Luke when he said, you know, uh, no one can serve two masters. And he Amen. says, look at the kingdom. In Matthew, he says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other, you know. And then at the end of what Matthew talks about, the same thing about anxiety, he says uh, that you need to search for the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Yeah. So the the first your path should be searching out the things of the kingdom of God. So what does that mean for people that may not understand what that what that actually is is describing in that in that it's, passage? It's looking to love others, but it's also you you can look. It's not selfish. It's, it's the greatest to, commandment. But it's not look at, it's not selfish to want to be around others that are going to love you biblically. Biblically. Exactly. Well, that, see, and that's the point. And why is it biblical? Not, not because, that you become that selfish, most important yeah, human in the world. But that's what I'm saying. Right? When you seek the kingdom of God, you're not looking for a place in the woods behind the bushes. No. You're, <laughs> you're looking for the place inside of you that says, okay, I'm going to be honest with myself. And I'm going to be honest with others. As honest as we can be as human beings. Because, I'm, I mean, let's be real. And then... Um, and, and how is that going to affect the people around me? How is that either going to influence the people around me to be better or influence them to be worse? Worse. You are responsible for that, whether you like to you know, admit to that or not. Right. We are responsible to, to the people around us by our actions. Like, like, for example, the whole thing with Will. What he said in that moment with that slap to a lot of young men is that it's okay to handle your problems this way. Now I know he did the right thing and he went up there and apologized. He actually he actually felt the shame of it, right? Absolutely. And then he turned to what he should have done and say that God calls me to love, right? Yeah. So so that's what I was talking about. The kingdom of God is loving God with everything that you have and then loving others. 
you know? Well, yeah, and, th- and that's the hard thing. So when you talk about people that, like, for example, you talk about the younger generation right now that are in their rooms suffering because now what our standard of good is is based on what's on the inside. We're a little bit older. We've matured in a lot of areas, and for that reason, our spiritual our spirituality has matured as well. Our, our understanding of it has actually, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, the younger kids, they need a whole different type of guidance. Number one, like, younger kids don't normally come to their parents, okay? They, uh, they, they say, oh, no, you don't understand. Well, of course you're going to think I don't understand because you don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you think that I was never young. And, and then people say this all the time. Well, you know, man, you know, Times have changed. Yeah, well, times can change all you want. People don't. We've been doing the same garbage for thousands of years. Like, what do you think? We're like Pokemon? We don't evolve that way. That's not, that's not how it is. We're <laughs> fallible creatures. We've been doing the same thing for a thousand years. Thousands and thousands of years. So if you think that we've, that we've said, oh, wow, look, I've learned from my past. Right. Yeah, why aren't we in heaven? Why, why on earth would you think we've learned from our past? our past when there was still war. Right. Well, you know, so real quick, just, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just let me finish that thought. I'm sorry. Um, so when it comes to how young people can't sometimes, sometimes they don't look at us like, Oh wow, I'm going to listen to what they're saying because they get it. Sometimes they look at us and they say, I'm going to listen to what they're saying because I have to. Yeah. Other times they're going to say, I'm going to listen to what they're saying because they're not my mother or father. There's somebody outside of it and I'm more comfortable with them. Other times they're going to say, well, I'm just completely hitting the floor and I need, I need something. Well, so, I think, regardless what that, so regardless yeah. what that is, make yourself available. Be available. Like We know that that's our calling, but make yourself available to people that want to talk. And if you see that they look like they want to talk, but they're too ashamed to admit it, initiate the conversation. Be a peacemaker. Yeah, but, you know? right. But listen. And listen as well. Don't, Absolutely. don't just want to talk. want to talk. Yeah, <laughs> just don't talk. Yeah, like and, me. And what you're don't. talking about with the kids and, and them knowing, I think a big part of it is like what you said, the lies that you're telling yourself. It's, it's being yeah. real with people. When you I know, was younger, yeah, I did when, the same when, thing. When, when you look at me and you look into my face, you know that I'm being real with you. Absolutely. There's something that uh, people can see without even the words of, of knowing that yeah. I'm being real. I'm being yeah. honest with you. Yeah, and you know? it's hard because kids don't really reach out like that. Like, they don't. Like, no. and, and not to mention, like, not to mention when you're young, you don't reach out like that because you're, you're, you're kind of groomed to think that reaching out in a moment of... Um, a vulnerability is weakness, but it's not. That's your. That's actually an opportunity to uh, to get something off your chest. That's an opportunity to say what you have to say and to maybe hear something that might give you a different perspective on it. So if you're younger and you have an issue, don't be afraid. Just open your mouth. Like like serious. Like if I knew yeah. I could come to my parents about certain things, if there wasn't this awkward ground, and listen, every single kid has an awkward space with their parents there's not yeah so go no. to somebody else right go to, go somebody, to somebody else. else yeah have a conversation with somebody and, and else. let it's them important. talk to your parents separately about it if that's yeah. the case but yeah. if you're an adult if you, if you have that someone yeah. but you if, know? yeah exactly and if you're an adult you know make yourself available for other for other younger people that might be looking for somebody to talk to because what they're going to do is if you're not available somebody else is going to be available yeah that's why we have gang problems straight right. up Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, let me tell you something. When I gravitated towards the streets, 
it wasn't because uh, there weren't adults around. There were plenty of adults around, but none of them were asking was were asking me what was really going on. You know, a, a young man's greatest urge when he's younger is to is to act out violently and aggressively. Well, because before that, it's process. it's actually just being connected because well, yeah, ultimately, you, you yeah. ultimately, you don't feel as a as like with me. The reason why I went to the streets wasn't because uh, it was because that was my family. At, you know, th- those guys Absolutely. on the streets. I d- I didn't really come from much, and and when I was, you know, we. We struggled, you know, with money growing up. You know, yeah. we had a, it was a lot of us. That's one of the reasons. Yeah, me too. You know, so. Crackers so we, on Saturday morning. You know what I mean? So we struggled. And um, th- that connection of, of being going to other other kids was the yeah. issue. Absolutely. Because you need somebody to look up to. Whether whether you want to believe it or not, Any every, every young person, you need, you're looking at someone else that you look up to. You're emulating somebody else off the bat. Right. That's what we're doing. That's, that's, that's the type of creatures that's we are. That's why we're called to emulate Christ. Absolutely. Because, right. like, listen, the girls are going through the same thing on a different spectrum right now. You know, their, their need. Actually, my, my daughter, she's the one who came to me and said hey you know what you guys need to talk about mental health because that's shout out jazzy yeah that's the that's the prevalent problem with young adults right now is that and i believe it's also uh you know because right now they're wondering what their future is you know what what is what is my future what does it look like some of them don't even know what that looks like but that's part of it too because like of course you're going to have serious questions about the world what's going on around you you're going to feel anxious about it if you don't feel that you're sitting in your place of purpose right like if you don't have a purpose every single person on this world is rooted in in their drive of anything through their direction of purpose they're not going to make any decisions in their life that is going to be of any great meaning unless it has something to do with their purse with their purpose then they'll be passionate about it if you want to know why young people aren't really driven in to do cleaning because you're going to clean up they're going to go pursue their purpose so if if, like my daughter's an artist my 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 son's an artist like so uh, uh, cleaning their room is not a responsibility to them because they want to go out and paint or they want to go out and make something. You know what I mean? So we're all going to go out and drive towards our purpose. So we're not going to have an understanding of how to structure the, the format behind the purpose. But we're still going to go out and try to, and try to find that purpose. And that's why you know, influence can be so dangerous. Because people can pretend to aid you on the way to purpose. And then what happens is you wind up surrounding yourself with a lot of toxic people that wind up berating you and ridiculing yeah. you for having a moral standard. And you know what the Bible says about that, right? The Bible yeah. says you are who you hang around with. Oh, absolutely. That, that's what it, what, it, what it basically yeah. teaches. The Bible says thou shall not... Shall not fly with the eagles if you flocketh with turkeys you know so no but ultimately yeah that, no, that but, is what but the Bible in says. in yeah. in when bringing it back to mental health i think it's because the the youth and and uh even us as uh grown adults we don't know what our purpose is so our purpose not. becomes uh money it becomes um my instagram it becomes mm. these things that aren't what God has intended my life for, you know? And I think that that's what I learned uh, studying some content for this is that 
you know, in what Jesus was talking about, you know, isn't your life worth, isn't your life more than clothes? Yeah. You're worth more than these things. And that's what they need to know. Your, per, your perspective is not, um, he, he said, what did he say? He said, you see the lilies of, of the, the, yeah. The if field, he dresses the lilies, the dressing, yeah. he, he said Solomon and all his glory didn't, look like the flowers right yeah, which means important. like god if god could create this flower with this purpose for this how much more has he created your life and 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 and, and, and in in his image for your purpose for your life how much more and i think that's something that every that they all need to know like you weren't you weren't a mistake you know god um, doesn't make mistakes god doesn't make mistakes you no. are you were created the way you are perfectly you know yeah. and 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 not for nothing beyond you know if you look on Instagram and if you look on Facebook, and I know the social media like comparison is is probably lame to people who've heard it a million times, but it's it's a really important you know, uh, it's a really important source to look at. So if you feel that you're not as good as someone else in this, like that's just a lie. Like it's it's all a lie. Like like we said, God doesn't make mistakes, and you don't have to live up to to anybody else. You really have to get comfortable with who you are. And I'm not saying fake comfortable. I'm not saying like seven hundred dollar boots comfortable when you're walking around on the street without a car. That doesn't serve you any any excuse me any any good. No. But when it comes down to to who you are on the inside, the only way you could truly know that is if you separate yourself from what everybody else thinks about you. And the only way you're going to do that is to not pay attention to what everybody else cares about. That's you know? hard because a lot of kids, uh, you know, especially like even at my son's age, the the biggest thing, and we went through it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it it's how do we look to our peers, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, we spoke about that like in relations a little bit. Yeah. And that actually becomes a mental health issue for children because then you become self-conscious. You know, absolutely. So you, you don't you, you don't look at yourself as like, uh, you know, I'm some handsome guy or I'm some beautiful girl, you know, and, because and, you're weighing it on what other people think. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are cruel, you know, and they say certain things and kids hold on to that. Yeah, It's not as personal as you think, kids. Seriously, it's not like if you're a young man and you like this girl and she doesn't like you, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Right. It might actually mean that there's something wrong with her and yeah. vice versa to girls. Right. Like, don't get upset if actually, the guy doesn't I, like I teach you. My kids, that might be a win-win for you when you walk right. away what from I t- it. What I taught my kids is, is kind of like, uh, is, is usually when kids do that to you, it's because there's something going on inside of them. Well, there's always something you, so going on. So we talked yeah. about this earlier about how it says like one out of five Americans deal with mental health. Every one of us deals with mental Absolutely. health issues. And it, as kids and what they're going through, usually they're projecting what's in their own heart. So when, when you know, and even adults do the two. Well, yeah, because if you're a teenager, just think about it. You know, 13 years ago, you were crapping in your pants and I had to feed you with a bottle. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, of course, you're not going to learn that much in that time. Don't get yeah. ahead of yourself. Life is not that serious. Yeah. You know, what it all boils down to is, you know, no one, and this is the truth for any young person that might be watching, seriously, no one's going to love you on this earth more than your parents. Nobody. On this earth, yeah. On this earth. Nobody's going to love you more than your parents. You have to go to them. If you think your parents don't understand, I'm going to I'm going to burst your bubble. You're dead wrong. Honestly, most of the things that you think you're right on, you're, you're actually very wrong. And that doesn't make you a bad person. What it does, it makes you young. And you know what? 
Give yourself room to make mistakes. And if you don't have parents, which I know ki- some, some kids some do, don't, yeah. So when you don't have parents or you don't have anybody There's to go people to, people around you that finding your local community, a church that you can go to and speak to a pastor. Yeah, that would be my suggestion. Absolutely, go to speak, go to your local community and speak to somebody that that actually has uh, uh, some godly backgrounds. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, and and briefly, really quick, I'm not not to not to break into uh, what we're talking about because it's very important. But if you want to hear more topics like this, um, like we actually have a couple of friends that uh that have podcasts too that we want to give a quick shout out to right now. I want to give a shout out to uh to Johnny Ova. Uh, his podcast is called Dig In. He's going to be going on. I'm not sure what quite day, but uh, not quite, uh, what day, but uh, you can you can find him on Facebook and and check out his podcast. Also check out uh, Pastor uh, Jason D'Ambrosio on uh, on his podcast called Flock Out. Flock Out, I love that. Oh, it's so funny. I love I love his intro and stuff. But yeah, so so like these are not these are not issues that that we talk about alone like there's a lot of resources out there now as much as there is distractions out there on social media there's just as many resources to get a good idea and of how to get a grip media, on that even on social media there's there's resources yeah. that you can go to, to to learn on these subjects look at us right now we're on social media doing yeah. this yeah that's how we do it that's how we do it yeah yeah i'm sorry ray we putting you to sleep over here <laughs> ray's just like hi ray how you doing chilling yeah <laughs> Ray, you got anything? No? No. Well, well, yeah, so reach out and, and and don't be and don't be scared to reach out most importantly. Don't be prideful. Don't, you know, and listen, if if you don't believe us, read it yourself. Look for it yourself. Yeah. We're not going to tell you anything that we wouldn't want you to investigate yourself. Um, you know, every single one of you was created perfectly and created with a purpose. And when you don't see that just know that there's something else affecting your perspective and it's not the truth um and listen even the people that you can't stand right now remember god loves them just as much as he loves you and there's no way you might be able to make sense of that right now but they too have a point and a purpose and you really have to find uh how to bridge Things instead of putting rivers between. Yeah, the and, and, a, and a big thing like I love, especially in a passage we were talking about in uh, Luke, is that you can't add anything to your life. You can't. What do you say? You can't add any can't add any any length life, yeah. any length. Well, it actually says cubit, which means like uh, you know from the tip That's of your finger. Right? Yeah, yeah, from the tip of your finger to your elbow, it's about eighteen inches. He said you can't add anything to the to le- to your life by by worrying about these things or having yeah. anxiety about these things, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so take a look at that. Uh, also, um, just quick touch on one more thing too. Um, we have these things like, uh, like so societal selections, you know, that happen. like, like guys, we like when you were coming up in like groups, we tease each other. Like, it's kind of like a thing that we've done. Um, some of it can seem crude, but, uh, but just as you know, like it's kind of a way of like how we see we accept people into groups. And I know it sounds like hierarchical and ugly and stuff like that. But listen, take the time to <laughs> to get to know people before you assume that they hate you. Yeah. You know, because your mind, you're at, you piggyback an expectation of another person that is not real. It'll ruin your viewpoint on that person. Yeah, and a lot of times yeah. it's a lot of our own. Uh, oh, most of the it, time. We're like, oh, is this person talking about? It's it's usually yeah. us thinking about these things. Yeah. So we're going to get out of here. Uh, do you want to do your, 
what we did real quick before? Nah, we'll, we'll save that for next. You week. sure? Because it's song. actually good. Well, we could we could leave with it. How about the, let's turn it on we'll and then we'll wrap up? up with it. We'll wrap it's up. a song. It's about Jesus. Get yeah. to know him. Yeah. All right. Well, it's actually pretty good. He's here it's to help. Good. Yeah, we just did it quick, but we'll try it out. All right. Oh this yeah! Is another banger from a late. <laughs> I spent a lot of time procrastinating Like Lot not looking back or hesitating I was, I was waiting, waiting on, on a savior, no faith in hating Blatant sin, I was away all day creating Everything but the God I chose ain't choose me So I chose Yahweh and begging to use me When you see grace is the tool that the truth be You realize life ain't what you see in the movies And being the man ain't really what you see It's usually what others see in you how you I like be it. I'll see y'all later It's not as hard as the truth be And whether I typed it in my phone yeah, see you guys later. Same, never heard of what you see. Yes, you are. Yes, you are the food that soothes me. When I get pissed off, you humble and bruise me. I hear with the strength of Samson and Bruce Lee. Stabilized with the power of God's word. We fall out of purpose, never that. That's absurd. Jesus has been king, man, and that's word. All my life, I give it back and forward. Rain falls on the just or unjust. The difference is the lens. Do you see trees or see rust? I'll be what he wants me to be because he sees us from the dust. And yes, we praise Jesus.